Requiem of the Outcast 23, for September 2005. The Ron and Johnny Garner Tribute Show. When you think of love songs, do you think of CostumeC.com? That's right. From Requiem of the Outcast comes Ron and Janine sing the hits. I'm Earl Newton. And I'm Rich Siegfried. And we're here to offer you the deal of a lifetime. A kidney transplant? Even better, chum. We're prepared to offer the listening audience the finest collection of Ron and Janine's greatest hits. Ron and Janine's greatest hits? And let's stop rephrasing everything I say as a question. Rephrasing everything you say as a question? Yes. Ron and Janine's greatest hits for a mere $10.00. You'll receive a CD full of the soulful stylings of Ron and Janine. That's great, Rich. Let's listen to one now. Who'd you rather? Who'd you rather? That's so groovy, it makes the tap water taste funky. Oh, you're not kidding! And who can forget that pulse-pounding classic that stopped Timothy Zahn in his tracks? like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt is just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like out there. I mean, gross. Look, she's just so black. They like big butts. And I cannot lie. Other brothers can't deny. Well, when a girl walks in with the itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, it's wrong. Oh, that brings a tear to my eye every time. A tear of joy, friend of friends. <laughs> hey, what's everybody looking at? Nothing. Get them. Yes, get them all today, and we'll include a special bonus CD, Ron and Janine Butcher Christmas. What can you get? A lucky for Christmas. Like when he already owns a Since Sonny and Cher have an older man and a younger woman sang together on a CD. That's right, Earl. Critics are raving about Ron and Janine sing the hits. Timothy Zahn says, To be honest, I've never heard of this. Now what could be a better testimonial than that? <laughs> All this for $10? How can we possibly offer this so cheap, Rich? Because I don't have to pay them a dime. Oh. Brilliant! Brilliant. So act now. An operator is standing by. Order today! Hey, you. Yeah, you. We know you're out there. Rejects from society. Artists. Writers. Poets. Filmmakers. Get off the couch. Make something. The world is waiting to hear your voice. And so are we. We are the Requiem of the Outcast.
Are you an outcast? Ron Garner. Why, he's the one with the goatee in all of the pictures that you might find of the couple. He was born a poor black child. Oh, wait. No, no, that was Navin Johnson from the jerk. Well, actually, he was born a poor white child in a small town in Louisiana. Though he was born in Louisiana, he grew up in Vicksburg, Mississippi, a town steeped in Civil War history. What that means in practical terms is that he was inundated with what they like to call education about the war of northern aggression for most of his childhood. Luckily, for the future of the southern U.S., most children above the age of ten with half a brain began to discount that bunk fairly early on in their lives. Just to ramble on a bit, let me mention that Vicksburg surrendered in the Civil War in July 4th of 1863. As a result, the town didn't celebrate Independence Day until well into the 20th century. Interesting, huh? Anyways, let me take a sharp turn back toward the original subject. A word from Mr. Garner himself. Well, you see, I graduated from Mississippi College in 1995 with a degree in computer science. After stumbling around in the computer field for a few years, I attended Marine Corps officer candidate school in 2000 and was subsequently commissioned an officer while at the OCS and, and later at the Marine Corps basic school for officers I met Janine Spenlove and eventually through some miracle <laughs> convinced her to marry me it seemed he had worked some weird mojo most likely involving brain control of some sort Upon leaving Officer Candidate School, or Ox, Janine and he attended flight school down in Pensacola, Florida. After the initial phases of flight training, they wound up going different routes. She went to advanced training in fixed-wing multi-engine aircraft, and he went to helicopter training. While in the advanced stages of helo training, he was found to have deficiencies in depth perception that disqualified him from further flight. Janine and we were in flight training, so we're extremely happy to finally be living together again. Of course, now we're apart again. I hope it's not because of my depth perception. Now Janine Garner, she's the one without the goatee in most of the pictures that you'll find them in, was typically the real reason why people went to the website. Not necessarily to hear the show, but to look at the fancy pictures of her. The Brazilian bombshell, as she asked everyone to call her, was from southern Utah, and she had a strange fixation on the universe that George Lucas created, as well as other forms of sci-fi that she found throughout her life. She was never one to worry about what was cool or popular, since it was... Uh, something that had always eluded her. I bought myself and my date to Sadie Hawkins, which is a girl's choice dance, matching Darth Vader shirts. He's my favorite. Of course, she needed to escalate her nerdiness and wore her then long hair in a Princess Leia buns to complete the ensemble. She graduated from Brigham Young University in 1999 and then taught high school for a short time. 
Finding this to be far too difficult, I decided to try the easy life of the Marine Corps. I then went off to officer candidate school in the summer of 2000, where I met the love of my life, Ronald T. Garner, who also happens to be the most handsome man in the galaxy. They got married in February of 2001, and I've been happily married ever since. Ron and Janine then moved to North Carolina, where they met Rich Siegfried, who invited them to help co-host his radio show, Requiem of the Outcast. And this is their story. Now, a lot of you out there uh, may not know this, but all silliness aside, that Ron and Janine are actually uh, leaving the show. A few episodes back was their last episode. They were going to be here this episode, but of course, the reason why they're not going to be on anymore is time constraints. Right now, Ron, at the spry young age of 30-something, is choosing another career, probably about his 16th in his life. I mean, Ron is, is one of those guys who's a absolute overachiever. If there's something that he's wanted to do in his life, he goes out and does it no matter what. He's been everything from a computer uh, IT guy to uh, officer in the Marine Corps, which were all some of his goals, to now his latest goal is to follow even more in Tom Cruise's footsteps and now now become a lawyer, much like he was in the firm. Although hopefully he won't work for some corrupt corporation or whatever, you know, and have to <laughs> run for his life or anything. But uh, Eventually he will become a full-blood samurai warrior, uh, and yes. he will be attacked by aliens. Possibly. Step three, a fully operating Thetan level 78. And then possibly try to kill Obra. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you via my couch maneuver. <laughs> he can kill you with his mind. That's right. Or he can kill himself with his mind. Which, you know, hey, they're, they're training all the officers like that in the Marine Corps nowadays. That's right. Um, but, uh, but no, Ron is... Uh, he's. He's going to lawyer school, and unfortunately, the the best one in the area also happens to be about three hours away from me, but more importantly, about an hour and a half, two hours away from Janine. Yeah. And so, she is still working in Havelock, flying the planes, and he is going to be, obviously, away quite a bit. The only time that they're going to be seeing each other, for the most part, is going to be on the weekends. And let's face it... Uh, they're a couple of good-looking cats, and so they're probably not going to be seeing much of the light of day on those weekends, but they're also going to have to do whatever uh, household chores that they need to do and stuff. So obviously time is going to be extremely short for them, and they need to maximize it. And this little show that's been around for a couple of years just isn't going to fit in there. And so... As you know, I know it's sad, but uh, we're we're you know we're using the show as kind of a tribute to them, as a kind of a, a going away, saying goodbye. But remember, ladies and gentlemen, every time that they're in town and we're able to record with them, we will be. I'll probably be doing uh, updates on them um, because you know, hey, they're not they're not fired, they're not gone away from the show. They're merely on hiatus. They're I guess roving reporters, uh, correspondents, whatever. They're out there, and they'll will occasionally bring stuff to you guys. We're going to be playing uh, here and there interviews that we've got stockpiled from the various cons that we've been to. So you'll most likely be hearing their voices uh, every so often on the show, but it, it, uh, chances are any new content from them is going to be very sparse. Just because Now, if you do hear their voices outside of the show, that's scary. Yeah, no kidding. If it's coming from your toaster, I'd be worried. <laughs> Uh, of course, my my thoughts and feelings about Ron and Janine being gone is is it, it's kind of tough. I mean, 
Ron and Gina are, are very close friends of mine, so the fact that I'm not going to be seeing them very often, you know, it, it, it sucks a lot because they've been instrumental in uh, quite a few things in my life, everything from uh, my new love of costuming. Obviously, I'm a huge member of the 501st. Um, I like to, you know, I've met a lot of friends through the 501st and such, and that was something that I knew a lot of these guys uh, just from conventions and, you know, also as some of them are fan force members as well. But uh, it was through uh, interviews that Janine would set up uh, with Alvin Johnson or with other friends uh, mm. from the 501st uh, that we were able to get great interviews, plus we would develop friendships with all of these folks. Um, I really think one of the <laughs> the only real major interview I ever hooked up was the guys from Sins of the Jedi. Um, I mean, I've, I've done <laughs> a few other ones, but that was the the only one because I kept calling about five or six times until finally Sean O'Rourke and... and uh, and Rick Stow called me back. My God, would you stop calling me? And yeah, we'll do the freaking interview. Oh come but, on! Uh, like look, look, like how busy is Sean? I mean, yeah, he's doing his, his stuff, but come on. I know. Actually, the only time he calls me anymore is when he wants to promote something on the show. Of course. Well, he never calls me. The only time he called me was one time where we he was lost at Con Carolinas. He's like, <laughs> where do I go? It was really sad. I was, I was in the car with him. <laughs> You're so. like, I can't find my way. <laughs> Davey was one. And I don't have to worry about Davey ever listening to the show because he never does. Davey yeah, got us horribly lost on the way to Con Carolinas. So horribly lost. And, and Sean and I didn't made made sure that he didn't forget that pretty much <laughs> through the whole thing. Like, hey, guys, I'm, go I'm, I'm, I'm going in the elevator up to our room. Hey, are you going to get lost? Well, I know where our room is. No, we're talking about in the elevator, Davey. Oh. Uh, but... Uh, I'm sorry, that was like the cheesiest laugh to tack. I didn't mean to laugh like that. That was like the way your uncle laughs when, you know, after you tell it, you know, like you're five years old, and you're like, oh, Yeah, thanks for no-selling that, uh, Earl. I appreciate that. That was uh, like the uh, the Ted Knight laugh from uh, Caddyshack. Ho, ho, ho. How about a fresh car? So, um, I miss but, him too, man. <laughs> but so, they're gone. Uh, yeah. they're... It's, uh, it's, it's... Obviously, we, we use Janine most often to set up the interviews because all she has to do is walk over to them, flash that smile, and uh, typically... <laughs> flash the smile? Well, Wait, flash the smile? The smile. Did you say smile? Sm smile. Smile. Yes. Sorry, smile. Smile. Although, although I have seen the product of her using some of her other feminine wiles on, on folks. Uh, Whoa. As, as she always claims to be completely uh, unintended, and she didn't even know she was doing it, but... I, I have seen some guys that turn me down for an interview or be absolute jackasses to me, and they see her, and she starts talking to them. They're like, whatever you want. <laughs> so. Wow. You know, I'm sorry, but I don't have that kind of pull, buddy. <laughs> We're gonna, they're going to be like, wow, now it's two kind of malformed-looking guys. That. <laughs> It was, I know. It's, see, because you weren't really outcast before then. You know, this is so, the true requiem of the outcast now. Yeah, we are more outcast now. Ten percent um, <laughs> more outcast at half the cost. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> you're the struggling filmmaker now, and I'm the struggling audio guy. And yeah. Um. So so and with Ron, you know, a lot of things that I'll miss is besides the absolutely obscure historical references that he'd throw out there out of nowhere. He was somebody that. I could really riff off of, and that was uh, something that was was the way we would do it was very singular to the two two of us, and uh, and oftentimes, of course, jumping on Janine and, and and you know attack verbally attacking her was always fun. See, but, but that uh, doesn't have to end, Rich. It doesn't have to. End. <laughs> no, it it's not as much fun as she's not there to give back. So, I think this is a good time to 
to play a few montages that I put together. Uh, the first one will be about Ron with uh, some of the, the jokes, gags, funny incidences that have happened uh, thanks to <laughs> thanks to him. <laughs> and um, after that, we're going to go ahead and play one about Janine. Um, basically the same thing, uh, kind of reliving some of the fond memories that, uh, that we all have from listening because even though I edited the show and, you know, put together the show and listened to the show, I was also a fan of the show. And it certainly wasn't because of me. It was because of Ron and Janine. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are a lot of people out there that were like that and will fondly remember back to these episodes. Ron and Janine, come back. I miss you. Like, after everything that he just said, guys, <laughs> I just don't want to do it alone. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I miss him a whole bunch. <laughs> like... the, the, the acting classes have been really paying off, dude, but I am starting to see why you're typically behind the camera. Oh. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. We're making this much livelier than I, I originally intended, but uh, it's making me feel a little bit better because, I mean, I am sad about this. This is kind of bringing me down this entire situation, you know. Not having to work with you, but, I mean, I'm just talking about Ron and Janine not being on the show. No, dude. I mean, really. I, I to be honest with you, I I know, and we were kind of talking about that earlier, and uh, and it just it did feel like we were getting on a down note. To be honest with you, I mean, I, look, I am the number one fan of Roto. There's no question. I've I've been listening to you guys ever since you put me on your show, and uh, boy, that doesn't play. That doesn't like color my. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you didn't no. Know about it beforehand. I, no, I had I had uh, I had I seriously. Um, really have been a huge fan of the show and to be on it is just a huge honor and to think that uh i mean the show i think will still be good i think you and i will do really well but I, that doesn't at all discolor or smudge the memory that they i mean they they help build what the show is now yeah so i mean no i don't think this is a sad day at all they're going on to do some great things and i mean if you guys think this is the last you guys have ever heard of ron and janine i mean forget about it they're going to be back so i mean it's just you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to when they come back and I can be like, move over, that's my seat. So <laughs> <laughs> get, get into a fight with Janine over who's on the show and who's not. Who's prettier? Uh, <laughs> I'm the diva of the show. Okay, that's right. I'm the I roto get to diva. Be the diva. <laughs> the roto diva. Uh, <laughs> the roto diva. I just uh, just as long as I don't have to be on the girls of roto calendar. Which I'm still in the works for. I just don't have many pictures. So uh, <laughs> don't admit um, that. <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got some good looking pictures so far. Hey, hey. but uh, but oh, enough yeah. about Ron. Jan- no, <laughs> I was more talking about Jane. But anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, that was the, a snicker, Mister <laughs> Mister. That Secret. was a snicker. Yes, it was. Um, so after after these uh, these montage clips that I introed about twenty minutes ago, after <laughs> after after those, we're also going to uh, launch into some listener thoughts, listener feedback that we got. Uh, from so, from some folks that were uh, important to the show, that were constant contributors. All right, now Janine is a Star Wars fan. Ron loves her and, and, and puts up with it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's very supportive. Oh, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was I actually very much love Star Wars and all of the Star Wars universe. And, and, and I don't just go to Star Wars functions because I love my wife. I go to them because I actually enjoy them. So really, you're gonna burn in hell for those <laughs> So if that's true, on the Millennium Falcon, there was a specific pipe. It said DNGN. What did that stand for? It was right next to the red one. Uh, do not go near. Damn, you're, you're actually right. <laughs> <laughs> go 
on your head. Do I, do I look like a trained monkey? <laughs> Don't answer that question. <laughs> so in vaudeville, the guy, the guy who gets the other guy to say makeup gets paid more than the midget who comes running out with a big makeup powder puff. And hits you and midget. This man. I swear, he would pay money to watch midgets run if he could. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you something that make you really happy then. I was in a blockbuster the other day and saw a bunch of movies in the cutout bin, and one of them was a movie about midget vampires. It's called Ankle Biters. <laughs> no! No way! Ron, Janine, you know how much I love to talk, so I'll try to keep this short, just so we can say that it happens every once in a while. You guys helped Rich turn a good show into a great show. Without the three of you goading me into going to Con Carolinas, I wouldn't have met the person I'm about to marry. It's been great getting to hear you guys on Roto, and it's been fun getting a chance to hang out with you guys at Con Carolinas the last couple of years. And I should probably thank you for coining phrases like the but Learniverse and Mo, which I'm sure I'll never live down. I wish you all the best, and I hope to hear you guys again on Fan Radio in some form someday. Until then, may the Force be with you. The Mighty Oak will be in spirit. Was it Darksaber? Because I'm really a big fan of Kevin J. Anderson's Super Weapon of the Oh, Radio. my gosh! Kevin J. Anderson <laughs> needs to be banned from ever writing another Star Wars novel again. I will tell you that in person. So, Janine, how do you really feel about that? <laughs> oh, you know, gosh, I was going to have him as a, as, a, as a guest on next month, but I guess not. Uh, <laughs> next month, it's oh Kevin J. Gosh. Anderson. Nah. Hey! hey. <laughs> I was just talking about scoring lots of points. I'm hot, and you know it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know the old joke, how do you know if a pilot's in the room? Just okay. wait, she'll tell you. <laughs> I found. So, so guys with lightsabers are gonna fight bad guys. You ruined it for me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to give a spoiler alert there. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so you're you're all about the Wookies and the General Frogger, whatever the guy's name is. Um, that is the lead Wookie with the one with the Wookie threads. He's he's the guy in the trailer. I don't I don't want to know their names. I don't want to know what they do. I, I All I saw was two Wookies. That's not in even his name. The trailer. I okay, saw two Wookies even... in the trailer sitting there on a hill. Okay? No, there was a bunch of Wookies. I okay, think. I, my, my point is, I didn't see a dude who was a general. With dreadlocks? You just gave me another freaking that's, spoiler. That you is not shut a, your mouth. That is not shut a spoiler. It's a Wookiee. I didn't know he was a general. The I didn't know Wookie. there were Wookiees. He's I not even know. a general. He's like something else. I thought, I thought those could have been the Wookiee slaves, you know? Because the, the Wookiees get enslaved. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the guy who kills Padme. <laughs> That's the guy that kills, the, actually, the, the Skywalker, they were triplets, and he's the one that eats the young, the other one. Oh, so. that's right, that's right. For a fan film that he was working on called Prelude to Hope, uh, which has been in the coming... Prelude coming's... to Hope? No, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> that was before Anakin hooked up with Padme. Oh, I didn't think George Lucas allowed porno fan films. <laughs> Prelude to Hope. <laughs> oh, my God. That was that was that was the one that came before Return of the Pimp. Or the Empire.
A new hoe. A new hoe. I gotta get the hoe. the other night. It, it, oh, it was, uh, we were watching uh, the Chronicles of Riddick, and Janine goes, the, 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 the lady pulls out a weapon, you know, the bad lady, and, and, and she pulls it out, and Janine looks at it, and she goes, that's a, whatever it is. that the, the it's a batlet. A batlet. She's like, that's a batlet. And it was. And I went, wow, I have no idea what a batlet is, but thanks, Trekkie. <laughs> I only know it from going to all these conventions and seeing all the Klingons there. And seeing all the episodes and reading all the books and having yeah. the technical companions and the Nitpickers Shut guide. Up. Yeah. The Klingon dictionary. I do not have the Klingon dictionary. I will never have the Klingon dictionary. Well, not anymore. She's got it all memorized. She doesn't yeah. need it now. There are dangers, though, in hitting the top right off the blocks. Where do you go after that? Oh, that's a good point. So you want to build up to this more gradually. You want, you want to be one of those, you don't want to be a 10-year overnight success, but you can be, at least be a, a two-year well, like, overnight learn success. Learn your craft. Well, you like know? Sir Mix a lot. You know, he came out with I Like Big Butts, and you've <laughs> never been able to reach that amount of success again. It's, it's an analogy I would not have come up with on my own. No, no, I don't think so no. either. I can't believe you... <laughs> You referenced Baby Got Back. What? In an interview with these guys. Hey, they told me before, Mr. Zillan here told me before, they're just people. And I, I don't think that they're people that really listen to a whole lot of Sir Makes a Lot. Oh, no, no, she's, got, she's got everything Sir Makes a Lot's ever done. From Robbie Chastain of Star Wars and Beyond. Hi, this is Robbie. I want to tell Ron and Janine that I am sorry to see them go. I've always enjoyed them and have been a fan of theirs since first hearing Roto, and I do hope that their departure from the show will not end up being the last time that we hear from you two. Take care, you two, and as always, Miftbai. Miftbai? What the f- what the frick does MFTF, MTFBY, BWY mean? Miftbai. Oh, he's probably one of those geeks that puts like, may the force be with you or something like that. <laughs> Okay, that's what it stands for, Robbie. I, I, I know. I was just kidding. No, it wasn't Robbie. What? No, he wasn't Robbie. <laughs> he's not just oh, a nerd. <laughs> he's a geek savant. <laughs> he doesn't know, Robbie. Wait, I want to read my letter. Can I read my letter? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have you a got letter. it. Go for it, dude. Okay. Dear Ron and Janine, I'm writing this letter as I say it because... Rich and I have been planning the show so much that I didn't have time to write a letter. So I want to tell you this. You guys are terrific. You've been hilarious. And don't think that I'm not incredibly anxious about stepping in after all that. But at the same time, I want to say that I think we'll do a good job. But above all, I hope you guys do a good job uh, going on and doing your life. And I hope you guys come back and do some more of the show because I started out as a fan of the show and I definitely want to... uh, hear you guys again so that will be everything enjoy law school Ron and uh, I'll have lots of lawyer jokes for when you come back and Janine CostumeC.com baby what can I say signed Earl Newton and that's my letter that's very good that I just made up now aside from our listeners another major uh, segment to the show was always music (laughs) which obviously you heard by the opening skit Uh, (laughs) now 
music, for some reason, when it comes to music, I, we've had one major theme, and this was more personal to Ron, Janina, myself, <laughs> and that was <laughs> Men Without Hats, The Safety Dance. I, I mean, I can remember, you know, what first brought it up, but I still have no idea why it was so friggin' hilarious to us. But uh, but that was something that we, we didn't share too often. Uh, but it was it was something that just always cracked us up, even to the extent that when we were at a road oh, fair, we actually yeah. tried to find a midget <laughs> to dance with us, like they did in the video, but we couldn't find one. But from that song, Ron taught me the safety dance, which is like a giant S. <laughs> I don't understand it's why. S for but safety. But obviously, there were many other songs that were. Um, <clears throat> That were important to us and were sang quite often. So here's here's an interesting little montage of all the songs that uh, came on the show. Star Wars is cool, yeah. Star Wars is cool, yeah. It's real cool. I really like it. Luke Skywalker kissed his sister, but I still think that he's a good role model. Darth Vader is an evil Sith Lord, but he's still my favorite character. Cause I like Star Wars, I like Star Wars, it's really cool, it's so cool. <laughs> hey, I said no laughing, this is serious. In store soon, I like Star Wars, it's so cool, yeah. <laughs> and look for my second single. Here's a brief preview. I like Star Wars, 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 I like Star Wars. Sing along, guys. I like Star Wars, 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 I like Star Wars. Star Wars is cool, yeah, cause I really like it. I like Star Wars, I like Star Wars. It's real cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dark Hunter. We love Yay. you. Good night. <laughs> That's awesome. That is. That was great. Hello, and welcome to Requiem of the Outcast, episode 12. Thank you for listening in. Uh, so far, we've got everybody here this month, so we should come together for a really nice episode. Now, on acoustic guitar, we've got Mr. Ron Garner. All right. And dancing and in the dancing section. And cowbell. Bonk, 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 bonk. Is Janine Garner. Yeah! Here's a week of high keg cheer. It is bringing. It's holiday. We celebrate and dancing and singing. Gather around together the horror of you. Celebrate and listen. I'm back with a brand new adventure. No home dance is the dance. <laughs> Do the home. Do me, baby. We're knights of the round table. We, we dance never anymore. We, we do routines and chorus scenes and footwork impeccable. We dine well here in Camelot. We eat ham and jam and spamalot. What can you get? A lucky for Christmas. We already own the comb. No, What can you get? If a hurry for a party had a friend like that, you take home. Grandma got run over by a rain. 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 Grandma
Welcome you to the fantastic 2005 Requiem of the Outcast Audio Awards! Ooh, alright! Our production levels are so low on this show, it's not funny. <laughs> I know, God. I keep, I keep using the exact same music every time we do some kind of an award show. I think because it's free, and I'm not going to get sued for playing it. Mm-hmm. Unless it's by the Taste Police. Anyway, the, <laughs> we've got uh, many of these awards. I think that there were a lot of these awards that they were up for that they were just absolutely robbed. I think sometimes, not not just judge bias, but I think that honestly that, that they were just too damn good. That it was it's almost like that they were moving so fast you couldn't see them. That it was almost like they were invisible to the judges because they were so damn good. Their talent was so off the chart. Off the charts. Then again, I could be talking out of my butt again. I don't know. Talking out of his butt yeah, again. You don't have to, would you quit rephrasing everything I say? Rephrasing every. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and start off since we've got. <clears throat> let me put my award voice on. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Because even though Ron and Janine have not won any awards, I did. So I want. <laughs> way to rub it <laughs> I, in. I think. I think that it's their turn. Okay. To win some awards. Okay. So let me put my award voice on so I do them the honor. All right. For the first... I'm doing the drum roll. Go ahead. For the first award in the Record of the Outcast 2005 Awards. Tongue's getting tired. The person most likely to make a pirate feel like Susan Lucci goes to... Janine Garner! Oh, my gosh. Who, uh, who could have expected it? Presenting the next award will be Sean Connery. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a great honor to be here this evening, especially to present this lovely Best Ladies' Man impersonation. And the nominees are... Tim Meadows. <laughs> or Ron Garner. <laughs> and the winner is... Yeah, the winner is Ron Garner... And I would personally like to say that as someone who also does the voice as the ladies' man, that it felt like an honor to not do it so that he could do it. (laughs) And he liked to do it. And so he did it as much as possible, oftentimes to the annoyance of other people in the room. If he was here, I think that he would say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right. Hmm. 
Okay, Sean Connery leaves, followed by lots of women. Ah, ah, and women I didn't get. Good. You want me to do my Sean Connery for the next question? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and the next award will be presented by... Yeah, we should do these as Sean celebrities. Connery. That would be funny to do these as celebrities. All right. I, I just, I, I'm not sure how many I can do, but we'll keep going. Okay, okay. Get whenever you get it. All right. And as the evil Sean Connery, because I have the goatee, the be- <laughs> I'm here to award the winner for the best musical performance in a non-musical genre. And the winners are... Ron and Janine Garner! As if you didn't know! Woo! Oh my gosh. It's like it came from nowhere. Alright, here we go, guys. This is for real, okay? This is a real award. This is for humanitarian efforts in the field of naughty songs. <laughs> now, for the for the best rendition of Baby Got Back, now think seriously about this, because we're being serious now. Baby Got Back, the best rendition was by... Janine Garner! Oh Whee! my god. Who could have known? I mean... An absolute unseen force in the music industry. Somebody who can do a cover of any 80s one-hit wonder. Janine Garner comes from out of nowhere to win this title. (laughs) Not only that, but she was the only person who actually did it on the show. How brave is she? And not just just on the show, but literally in front of two of her uh, greatest icons. That's true, actually. You know, I I gotta say that's that's gutsy. Like that just goes to show how how totally uh, open-minded in some ways Janine was. Yeah. Because I know when it came to spoilers, she was like steel trap. But when it came to uh, uh, for real, the the real deal. I mean, just to stand there in front of Timothy Zahn and Aaron Alston and be like, wait a second, let me. You don't know, baby, got back. Let me sing it for you. And I <laughs> and I can remember <laughs> sitting there <laughs> when she did it. I just. I started shaking my head, smiling. I look over at Ron, who was pretty much doing the same thing, looking at me, going, what in the hell? Is she actually doing this? And us just cracking up, and bless Timothy Zahn and Aaron Austin. They were such good sports. And as a matter of fact, Aaron Austin, I think Aaron Austin's going to be a little heartbroken by the fact that Janine won't be there for the interview because he he wants he wants us to interview him again. Oh, wow. But, uh, so either... He liked her. You know, he liked her that much, or 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 she did that good of a rendition. So, <laughs> so you need to bring a little boombox, and you have to have that song. <laughs> Tim, let's get this interview started off right. Let's do, do, get do, do, this do, do, party started. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get it started, huh? Let's get it started in here. In her. In her. Well, that's right. In her. And now, coming to the stage. Star of stage and screen and audio and magazines and print and little carnivals that come to your town. Get on with it. It's Russell Crowe. But who the bloody hell is Russell Crowe? I, 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 I didn't know. I thought it was my turn to go on. Anyway. Oh, hang on a second. When I got the note that said an Aussie would be coming on stage, I thought he meant an Australian. No, it's, it's the original Aussie. <laughs> Sean! Sean! It's the people. I don't bloody care, I'm just going to go and read it off. You're friggin' loonies. Uh, the biggest... Uh, 
Yes, well, the the biggest cradle the road for the, the biggest cradle robber in in a, in a podcast with an, on an audio show. Is, uh, okay, I and, said it. And the winner is. Uh, uh, I don't know if Ozzy said that, but I'll say it anyway. The winner is Ron Garner. You big perv. Oh my lord! No, Ron, no one's a bigger perv than you. Congratulations. He's not a perv. He's, he's a bloody cradle robber. There's no, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I think that Ozzy is trying to signal for help. I will call Ozzy. Yeah. Is is uh, is yeah. Timmy in the well? Ozzy is Timmy in the well? I don't freaking know what's wrong with you people. Did, 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 did Grandpa go down with him, Tim? I'm, I'm speaking English. I'm English. What's the, what's the freaking <laughs> That would be so true. Let's, let's do that. Let's make an Aussie show, and it's Aussie just like Lassie. <laughs> That did, would be did, did Grandpa go down the well, Ozzy? I don't know, friggin' what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and now, coming to the stage, star of stage, again, is Lando Calrissian. Hello, everybody, all my fans out there. Now, I'm out here to tell you who is most likely to get a famous person's home phone number without resorting to illegal means. And the winner is... Oh, it's Janine. Let's face it, Janine. One more time for the record, Janine. Sexy as she is and wonderful and nice. Wait, I can't say sexy because she's married and this is a children's show. Oh, there's always time to call a lady sexy. I tell you, I'd love her to be my Wookiee co-pilot if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Now coming to the stage, star of... Only things he's made himself. Earl Newton. That's probably the best intro I'm ever going to get because I just did it myself and I even kind of ripped on myself. Here, to to do my very first award, the first one other than the ones that I just did, our best vocal rendition of a dramatic sound or musical score. Just like that. It, it's used in very different situations depending on whenever you want to create intrigue or mystery. Ba-na-na-na-na. Or suspense. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or comedy. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> so the best. Although I don't know. I think you probably should win best vocal rendition. <laughs> hey, who Not do you think com- taught him how to do it? <laughs> the, the the voting the voting has already been closed. Rich, I'm true, sorry. True. True. Uh, yeah. Best, but we can do a recount if you want, and we can no. keep the legislation for weeks. I am in Florida. We could do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, we'll go ahead. And, uh, he didn't. All right. Beat so me best. I, he didn't beat me. I let him win. All right. All right. So <laughs> best vocal rendition of dramatic sound or musical score is. Ron Garner. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Now coming to the stage. The star of undersea stage, screen, and coral bed. SpongeBob SquarePants. Hi, everybody. I just want everybody to know that I love Requiem of the Outcast, even though I'm really not supposed to talk about it because of licensing issues. I really enjoy the show, and I am not getting paid to say this whatsoever. I like my job at the Krusty Krab because that's really the only job I've ever had. But I'm ready. 
What was the question again? I'm sorry. Uh, I believe it was best avoidance of a spoiler on pain of death. The best avoidance of all spoilers on pain of death. And the winner goes to... Janine Garner, Janine, because let's face it, you did avoid spoilers, and you avoided them more than anyone. You were the road sign pointing away from spoilers. This road closed. Spoilers. <laughs> Detour 20 miles to spoilers. That's right. <laughs> Detour 20 miles, spoilers, exactly right. <laughs> if, if you're a spoiler, like, go away. That's right. If you are a spoiler... And now coming to the stage, I am absolutely happy to announce that the new announcer for this award is going to be my next door neighbor, Steve. Johnny, I, I got your lawnmower, Johnny. I'm going to give it back. Anyway, best piloting. Okay, oh here we go. Seriously, this is look. You know what? All jokes aside, let's be serious here because this is a real award. Best piloting in a death-defying situation. Let's be real. Nominated. We know who it's going to be. The winner is. Chewbacca! What a Wookiee! <laughs> I'm sorry, but he should have won that award. This is this is just to make up for the fact that Leia just stepped. I know. Get I, I mean, Han I almost freaking left. got like a booby flash when she bent over to put the thing around his neck. Yeah, no and of course, question. Luke, and of course, Luke is no winking question. over at R2, or was it 3PO? And then freaking, you know, Chewie is well, over on the side. He's the one giving orders, telling everybody what to do. What does he know? He gets Jack. All right. I I bet you he doesn't even get a flea dip in a grill. <laughs> well, I know about that Luke and uh, R2-D2 situation. Yeah, just do the Leia file again. <laughs> Play it again, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sad and melancholy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you must remember this. She's actually your sis. On this you can't deny. <laughs> it's Yoda as Sam. Play it again, Yoda. <laughs> anyway. Casablanca okay, so reference. I believe that's probably the oldest reference that we've had on the show. There we go. As, as, long, as, as long as we're giving out awards, we just knew we had to give out exactly. one to Chewbacca. I mean, come on. So there he, we go. He, he's earned it. He, since none of these awards are really real, and <laughs> it's basically to make this entire award show is to make up for times when people were snubbed for awards. Exactly right. We'll be catching Susan Lucci a little bit later on. Yeah, hopefully. Actually, I think she won one finally. Yes, she did. So it was about time that Ron and Janine won something. Way to way to hit them on the way out, Rich. Exactly, exactly. And I'm just going to go ahead and read this one. Go with we're it, not going to bring out. We're not going to bring out any more stars. Thank God. I think. I should I should probably do a sleazy voice for this one, but I don't really. No, just do it's it's you, one. man. Be your it's sleazy self. Be me. I'm going to be the rich. All right. Be the rich. My bags are packed. Cinnamon. All right. Admiral Mahdi's <laughs> hottest hottie not appearing on his website. Now, this dates back from the very first episode, something that you didn't hear because it was cut out. <laughs> but the winner, which could be Ron, but it's not. It's Janine. Who else would be one of Admiral Mahdi's hottest hotties? Who is the only other person that gets phone calls from Admiral Mahdi occasionally? Um, Captain Nita? Well, okay, besides Captain Nita, but they had this, you know, I mean, you look at the, some of the looks that they had, they had some questioning, longing looks. Yeah, and, but uh, in the end, Captain Nita was just too needy, so, you know. <laughs> I was just going to say that they probably wanted to go play tic-tac-toe, but... Uh, oh, there you go. You, you wanted to go for the name pun, Earl. I'm the name pun master. You're the punster. If if I were a card, if I were a, a a comic book hero, I would be the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> Easy punny McPunnerton. 
Oh. <laughs> All right, hit us, hit us with the next one. Okay, bro. now look, here we go. Ready? This is the big one. We need the long-awaited award, ladies and gentlemen. I am here oh to present gosh, to you the award. I don't think we're provi- providing enough. Uh, or I don't think we're presenting this award quite with the importance that's necessary. Yeah, this is a big award. This is really coming from. I mean, anyone who's a fan of Rota will know this award has been a long, long time coming. And actually, the loss of it was a. It was a sore spot for a long time. It was something that we couldn't talk about at all. Yeah, I mean, so so this the, there's there. Let's all take a moment. Let's take a moment. I think I'm I'm just very happy that that this person is finally being awarded this because God knows that they've put in a lot of work. I'd say earned it time and time again. I mean, time this is and time and time after time. This is time the Susan again. Lucci Award. This is the one coming up. Is the Susan Lucci Award? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very, very pleased to present the best female co-host on a podcast. And Rich, if you would please do the honors. Yes. And it just warms the cockles of my heart when I announce that the winner is... Nathan Butler! From Chrono Radio! Nathan! Finally, yeah, your achievements in the field of estrogen radio are being acknowledged. <laughs> Sir, ma'am, I salute you. <laughs> like Matt Weinstein. <laughs> oh, and that's Well from done. The, yeah, and that's coming from the heart of my bottom. All right, and the final <laughs> award. <laughs> and the final award of the night, of the show, of the lifetime. This is it. Just happens to be the Lifetime Achievement Award for the best married co-hosts of all time in any genre anywhere. This is by far the most prestigious award we will be giving out tonight, which is why we saved it for last. We had to save it for last. Not just the last of the awards, but the last of the show, too. I mean, come on. So this is actually a very, very prestigious award. And uh, I, I, I have to, as as Rich is uh, the host of the show since the beginning, and I'm just the co-host coming in new, I have to leave this Rich. Ron and, and Janine Carter! Yes! Yes, you guys have won. I'm blown away. I think that you guys have definitely earned it. From all aspects of everything that you guys have ever done for this the show, this is the best award by far. They have they have earned it time <laughs> and time again. They have reached the pinnacle of their radio career. This is by far. This is actually kind of depressing sounding. I know it. It, it kind of is. It's kind of bringing me down. If you can, if this is like just, the best they're ever going to do, I mean. The best that they're ever going to do is like a second-rate internet radio show. I mean, come on, <laughs> that's kind of sad. Wow. So well done for succeeding in mediocrity, Ron and Janine. You have. <laughs> I'm actually kind of sad. I'm kind of sadder now because I just realized they're getting out and we're staying in. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I won wow, a lifetime that's... achievement award. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we man, we haven't even earned. The right to have a lifetime achievement award yet, and you and you invented the show. I know. Wait, well, they didn't invent the show. I mean, yeah, you did. There was was radio before that, you know. There was. (laughs) I didn't. When I said the show, I I meant this show specifically, not the format, not the show. (laughs) I didn't invent the MP3 or anything like that. I mean, I didn't certainly didn't invent the microphone. I did invent the internet, though. Al Gore (laughs) is a liar. All joking, goofy, and silliness aside, Ron and Janine, I'm going to miss you guys. I think the listeners are going to miss you guys as well. Amen. We'll miss you guys. We'll be looking forward to seeing you again on the radio. That doesn't make sense. As much love. Peace out. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Love ya.